Hi, I'm Allison, and welcome to Put Words Around It. This podcast is about giving shape to the invisible realities inside us, between us, and in the very fabric of living. Come with me. Let's see the unseen. Let's deep dive for the treasures of freedom, joy, and rest that are waiting in the shadows. Let's go. I'm so excited to introduce you to today's guest expert. This is the lovely Ilsa Comptadere, and she is a nervous system rewiring expert. She knows the ins and outs of how to teach you to work with your body and your nervous system to create expansion, not just regulation, but expansion. And we have some really amazing goodies and some really practical, tangible tips for you today. Let's get started. All right. I am so excited to introduce you all to Ilsa. She is just the most amazing person. And I'm so, so happy that she agreed to come on and have a chat with me today. So you could all get to know her. She is one of those people that um, is some of the, the most steady, highest vibe people. She she fits in that category, and it's what's drawn me to her. One of the reasons I wanted to bring her online here and and talk with us all today because she has so so much that she is regularly practicing and integrating, and she works with all kinds of people. And um, I just want to know a little bit more about kind of how she does that within her own work and how she helps people do it. And we're going to talk a lot in here about expansion, specifically nervous system expansion and how she works with people in that and all the ins and outs of how that all works, because it's all the inner world, right? It's all the stuff that we talk about in here. It's all the stuff that's happening inside that's creating our experience outside of us. And there's so much good stuff there, especially when it comes to how do we learn to actually be the one in charge of that and in authority of that. And you're just a wonderful example of that. So it's going to be so much fun to dig into how some of the tips and tricks you might have for that. So why don't you just give a little quick introduction about the kind of stuff that you do in your work, the kind of people that you work with? So I'm... um psychotherapist by trade. I've been a therapist for almost 20 years at this Mm -hmm. point. And I started doing this. I work mainly with entrepreneurs and leaders, although I have people from all walks of life, but I started doing this work as I got more interested into marketing for my own practice as a practitioner, as a therapist. And then when I started working with people, I realized how, how much all of us, myself included, get in our own way. Yeah. Showing up the way we want to show up, like how much Mm. internal noise there is and how much external noise there is and how hard it is to actually hear the truth of Mm -hmm. who we are and the truth of what we're we're needing to do or wanting to do next, just because of all that internal noise. And so I started like bringing both like the the business and and uh, becoming the leader and like embodying that sovereignty with the past of therapy with the nervous system and realize like I can show up without really doing some nervous system work and my clients couldn't show up powerfully they couldn't get the results they wanted they couldn't allow themselves to receive mm-hmm. without um, doing some of that nervous system expansion work so what I do At this point, I essentially help people rewire their nervous system, their bodies, their brain, their businesses, their lives for more and Mm. more with without 
all that spinning, without mm-hmm. all that friction, without all that pushing, without self-doubt, without overwhelm and self-sabotage, essentially. That's amazing. <laughs> that it's sounds fun. like what all of us want. <laughs> it's, it's really fun, powerful, deeply nourishing mm. work. Like for me, it's like, okay, your life, your business, your relationship needs to be nourishing and needs to feel yeah. supportive to you. If it doesn't, then you're going to come back into this place of contraction. Mm. So that's that's the work, is both learning to open, relax, regulate, expand, and also um, learning to make it feel really good so that there's no reason anything inside of us, no part of us has a reason to come back into contraction and mm. journey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think that, um, I love the way you talk about this because it's all, it's, everything is effort, right? It's, it's effort, no matter how we want to live our life, but you're telling people to work in an area that is efforting, but this efforting feels like nourishment. And Mm -hmm. it, so it's a, it's a matter of like, which way do you want to effort? <laughs> you can effort in the way that you're normally conditioned to, which has so much stress and striving. And like, I like to always think of it like this constant feeling of trying, this constant feeling of like reaching, which does has this like gripping feel around it. And so when you, when you think about, okay, instead of trying to work my life in that way, I'm going to try, I'm gonna try this way, which is all around the nervous system. It's all around how do I actually come in there and learn how to open and then learn how to work with the feelings of contractions and learn how to work with the feelings of expansion and actually let it be something that is joy to me and fills me. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's interesting because it's a little bit of a paradox. It's like we're efforting towards effortlessness. Exactly. <laughs> you know, and that that's a little bit interesting. Like the truth is, I think we're wired, we're conditioned for things to be hard. We oh, come yeah. from a culture and a society that expects things to be hard. And so we expect things to be hard. And we actually have to rewire and recalibrate ourselves for ease. We have to learn teach our nervous system that ease is safe. Like mm. So many of us have this thing like this is too easy to be true. Mm-hmm. Like almost like when things are too easy, they're like, "What's up? Where's the camera? Uh-huh. Where's the <laughs> gonna hit me in the face? Like, where's the other shoe that's gonna drop? Like, literally, we don't trust eats. Oh yeah, for so, sure. Like, whether it's in business, whether it's in life, like literally recalibrating the nervous system for it gets to be easeful. And it's mm. safe to let things be easeful. And yes, that does take a little bit of work. But really, the work is so nourishing that it doesn't feel like work. I always say like nervous system expansion work is the work that makes everything you do work. Because mm. it has this place of really opening us up to our own experience and making things feel really sweet and really mm. satisfying and really simple. Like I'm all about simplicity. I don't want anything complicated in my own inner work and in my outer work. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's beautiful. I love oh, yeah. that. Or the power paradox of some of these things where it's actually we're putting effort towards its opposite. We're putting effort towards ease and towards effortlessness and reteaching, mm -hmm. reminding our body. Because as kids, we knew how to do that. Oh, yeah. I think about that a lot. Just like I've actually sometimes I feel like it's so interesting how in all this work that I've done on myself, it's like I, I, I'm getting closer and closer to being like a kid again, which is so like, so interesting to feel like it's like, I just needed to go backwards. <laughs> I just needed to be back in that space. I mean, I talk to my clients a lot about, um, let their bot letting their body express, like when they're feeling a lot of things, like what, what would you do if you were a little kid and nobody cared right now? Right. <laughs> You'd probably like, ah, like shake or like go like this or, or punch run something or run around or yeah. Yeah. Our body, it's like it, it already knew that and always knew that from the beginning. And so much of the resistances that we have, it's like you said, it's like the effort is in learning how to see these resistances and release them, let them go. And it's, it's such an interesting, it's just such an interesting thing to work in. Yeah. And I think, you know, what's interesting is it's like, it's, it's like a coming full circle. Uh-huh. Like for me, when I'm working with people, oftentimes I say, you know, what's interesting is your, your child self knew how to be an expansion and mm -hmm. your future self knows how to be an expansion. And it's like, we're remembering from both mm -hmm. directions. We're remembering from the past, but we're also remembering from the future, almost like something in us, like our potential is coded within us. Like that future self is already in us, just like the oak is in the acorn, right? Like uh -huh. that potential is already in us and we don't have to become it and get there as much as we have to remember from there. And it's like that remembering, like literally collapse time and space. So that who you used to be as a child and your future self gets to be your current self. And you get to move from both of these places of being an expansion in slightly different way. Like with the child, oftentimes there's a playfulness, there's a delight, there's a newness from the, the place of your future self. There's more like, I call it like the sense of calm certainty, mm. like like that's where the sovereignty comes comes in. Like as a child, you didn't feel sovereign. You just felt alive. So it's mm. that aliveness with that sovereignty that makes you absolutely unstoppable, whether that is in business, but whether that is also in your creative endeavors or whatever else you, you're, you're moving towards. That is so cool. I love the way you said that. It's so beautiful. That's, I don't that's... Think I've ever said it that way before. I'm going to have to go back and re-listen. Oh, we're pulling the quote out of there. <laughs> that, that was beautiful. That was so succinct. I love that. And it feels so right too. The, because you're right. We didn't have sovereignty as kids. Um, yeah, no concept of that. I, I love that. So how do you how do you see this kind of, like if you were to kind of give a big, broad stroke of how to explain to people how to start to work with the process of like pulling from both those sides. Yeah. Let, let's start to walk down that path. How might we kind of talk about these in, in big, 
bigger terms of, of how you could start thinking through in your own life? So one of the hardest piece for me is we have to come out of resistance, mm -hmm. come out of contraction with mm -hmm. what is, so we mm -hmm. can create what's possible. Like you essentially can't create expansion if you are in contraction with your presence. And for most of us, when we are looking to do something different, we are reaching out to a coach, we're reaching out to a therapist, whatever it may be. Um, it's because something in us is at war with what is, is at war with our presence. And mm -hmm. so that's the first step, like literally this concept for me, like love is the glue. Love mm -hmm. is that thing, like that literally bring these two poles and pulls them towards each other. And you're right there in the center and you're literally learning to fall in love with yourself and learning to fall in love with your life. Mm -hmm. And as you learn to fall in love with yourself and with your life, it's like everything that is possible starts to collapse and move towards you. Like you're, the more you love it, the more you call it forth because everything wants to be loved. So love oh. is really powerful, um, like attractive energy in some ways. And that's also the piece of the nourishment. Like when you yeah. start to fall in love with yourself, to fall in love with your life, there's a sort of surrender that happens because you're suddenly not so dissatisfied with what is. And so that trust, that surrender, that sense of safety that starts to show up is actually what, what awakens your potential that's what mm. allows you to start having clarity and like it it's funny like I've had clients literally like we'll talk about their childhood and they're like there was nothing good about my childhood mm. like my childhood was terrible then they start doing some of this work and they start remembering little bits and pieces that literally they're, they'd forgotten because now they're in the energy of expansion now they're they're regulated they feel safe being themselves being here now they feel mm. like they belong to themselves they belong to the to this life now and mm. so suddenly it's like little things start to awaken so then they're able to grasp oh yeah I remember how I used to dance oh yeah mm. I remember how I went on this hike and I saw this bear and the the awe and wonder oh yeah I remember how I felt like I could be anything mm. and so now they start having something from the past that they can kind of anchor on and almost remind themselves this this thing has been in me all along it just gone covered over wow. so for me that's the first step like regulation like learning with the, with the now with the now Re regulation with regulation the now with the now mm -hmm. learning to have your own back learning mm -hmm. to become your own best friend learning to feel safe being you like you can't step into your potential if you're not safe being yourself. Like all these internal parts that we call self-sabotage are never going to release you if they don't feel safe being with you. And mm. safety happens in the present. It happens in the moment. Mm. So for me, like that's the first step. Like we're always working on regulating, coming home to ourselves now finding safety, finding appreciation, finding satisfaction with being ourselves now and we're being where we're at, like almost like at the very least neutrality. 
Yes. Like when we can reach that sense of neutrality, then we can start moving into expansion because we're not, we're no longer at the very least, we're no longer in contraction. Like I like to say, this is a silly metaphor, but like a dog's never had is never gonna have kittens, or you're never gonna mm -hmm. plant, you know, like an apple tree seed and end up with pears. So mm -hmm. you can't create expansion from contraction. Mm. what's so, the seed happening inside you right now yeah like yeah. like what's yeah. the seed where's the movement coming from like when you're trying to create are you trying to create from lack and scarcity and feeling of not enough or are mm. you trying to create from love are you trying to create and show up from this place of calm certainty from this playfulness from this aliveness because if you're coming from a place of i'm not enough or there's not enough i'm i'm in fear i'm feeling like an imposter so I'm going to do 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 then the results of that doing are going to be exactly like the seed that prompted that doing this is the game this is this is always the game and it's such an interesting one to play especially like the more that you become familiar with it I would I would say the first stages for me were a lot of like I had to really start to learn what the feelings of scarcity felt like in my body mm -hmm. because I had to be able to start to recognize them so that yeah. when I was taking any action it was like okay what word would I associate with this <laughs> is the word and and all the time the word was desperate <laughs> so it's like okay that's what scarcity feels like in my body and so it's like a, this learning of how to watch for that but then there's layers to that right because I've been doing this work for a while. And I have a, I can, I have a better feel in my body than I ever used to of like, am I in the state of like abundance, enoughness, creativity flow, or in the state of like constriction and not enoughness. And there's like little layers in there. So there's like these tiny little places where I will find myself. It's like, I started with the right energy the right energy of like, yeah, this feels good. And then all of a sudden I'm back in the scarcity again. And I didn't even know that it happened. I didn't even know how I got there. And, and I, and it, it feels so like, but how do I not be in scarcity here? Which I think has something to do with, and what I'd like to kind of like travel down this route. I think it has something to do with kind of what you were talking about, about pieces inside of us that, uh, that won't, won't unlock, like won't let us go if we're not reconciling with them. Yeah. And I think that that is something that you are just so beautiful at explaining there, the, all these little like personas or personalities or like little, little pieces inside of us that are doing their own things. <laughs> They're kind of like having their own way. It's not, there's like a lot of stuff happening. I'd love to talk a little bit more about that. Cause I think that's the kind of stuff that I find myself stuck in more, more often than not. I, I love that you brought that up because actually that's the juice. Mm -hmm. Like, so let me say it this way. Like for me, expansion is not a linear line. It's a circle. Totally. It's a spiral, right? And so it's very normal when you come out of contraction, first you start to relax, open, regulate, then you move like into this next level where you're in expansion. Expansion mm -hmm. is scary. 
Mm. So for most of us, when we stay in expansion too much, something in us is going to say, oh, shit. Mm. Either, oh, shit, because it's not, say, being seen at that level. Oh, shit, because this is unfamiliar. Oh, shit, because what if so-and-so doesn't like it? Like something in us that wants to feel safe starts to see expansion as unsafe. And then we're Mm. right back into that circle where we're back into contraction. And what I like to say is what seems to be in the way is not in the way, it's the way. Like Mm. contraction is not the absence of expansion. It's usually the path forward Mm. to expansion. So when something comes up, like we start in the right place and then like some mm-hmm. kind of contraction happens. And by the way, contraction feels different to any for, for everyone. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you mentioned that feeling of desperate. For me, there is like this sense of heaviness mm. sometimes that can come. Like, like I just feel really tired. My mm. energy's collapsed. Um, everybody has a different experience of it. But <clears throat> for me, it's a shift of perspective. Like the moment that happens. It's literally something in me waving a white flag. Mm. It's something in me saying, hey, I need help here. I don't quite feel safe with this much bigness. I don't Mm. feel safe holding this much. I don't feel safe being this visible. Mm. And it's literally the contraction is showing you where something in you is still bound. Mm. And so you get to go. And I have a whole process. Um that I call hatching. And I think I called it that way because for me, it was like I was coming out of my shell. I was making it safe to come out of my to come out of my shell. But part of hatching is one always giving permission for that part. Like that's the first step for that part. That part wants to feel seen. Mm-hmm. It wants to feel safe being what it is because everything within us wants the right to exist. And mm. it wants to feel supported. So permission is always the first thing. Like noticing, first you have to notice, right? Like, so Mm -hmm. like you said, like awareness technically Mm -hmm. is the Mm -hmm. first thing. But once you notice, oh, I'm I'm back into this place. Like there's no reason to add more noise and more turmoil on top of that. Like this is actually, oh, great. Let's go, Mm -hmm. let's go see Mm -hmm. asking for help. Let's go see. That's so playful. I love that. (laughs) To feel safe, to feel seen, Um, to feel supported. Yeah. And so- you meet that part with a sense of permission. It's okay. It's okay to, f- to feel afraid about this. It's okay to feel uncomfortable. It's okay to be afraid that this or this is going to happen. Mm. And then you provide the missing experience. And the missing experience usually is, tends to be like either unconditional love, like this part needs unconditional love. This part needs to know that it's not alone. It's going to feel supported. This part needs to know that you see it and you're proud of it. Like, you know how little kids like mm-hmm. their their little drawings and they just want you to say, wow, and and be allowed to be themselves and feel like you're proud of them. Yeah. <clears throat> and so, and oftentimes these parts will tell you what they need. Mm-hmm. They will tell you what they need to feel safe with this much expansion. Mm-hmm. You essentially learn to not see contraction as something that's in the way that you need to be at war with, but actually something that's showing you how to even have more expansion. And you have a process of coming home to yourself, coming home to these parts, becoming like a loving presence and making it safe for them to be themselves. 
and for them to be with you. Mm. Then at some point, it's almost like they relax their own contraction. And as they relax and as they open, they release a sort of energy that was held captive or hostage within them. And you get to use that energy for that next level of expansion. Like for me, expansion is not like a final destination. It's always something like we're up leveling and moving into. And the more we do this work, the more it happens. And and again, it's not a one, like I have these parts that come back over and over. Mm. And it's like, I have to remind them, hey, it's okay. I've got you. I'm right here for you. We're going to figure this shit out together. Mm. You don't have to be alone in this. I'm so proud of you. We're going to do it together. What do you need? Let me help you. Let me be here for you. And they relax again. And you have to mean it. You have to mean it. That's where it's so much. So, I, I almost feel like I've done this in the past where I was like, a, all right, hurry along. Like when you're trying to get a kid out the door. We have, we, have <laughs> check, we have to really check our agenda. Uh-huh. And we have to move slow at first. And so here's, here's why permission for me is important. Hmm. Because the moment I feel something like that, that like a contraction that's happening within us, for most of us, when a contraction is happening, we're merged with it. We become, we feel, we are depressed. We are scared. We are anxious. Like literally it becomes our identity. Mm-hmm. The moment I notice that and I put a hand where I feel it and I turn towards myself and I say, I feel you. I see you. It's okay. It's okay to feel overwhelmed. It's a lot, isn't it? It's okay to feel overwhelmed. The moment I do that, I'm no longer that part. I am something Mm. in me that has the capacity to hold that. Mm. And so I think this is where the agenda piece comes in. For most of us, it's almost like the part trying to tell the part that it's love and it's okay. That doesn't Uh work. (laughs) You literally have to, as you turn towards yourself and you start to say, it's okay. You become that future self. You become that sovereignty and it's that part of you like for a long time she felt to me that presence felt like an angel it was almost like my angel was talking to these parts of me like something in me my soul Mm. something in me that was so much bigger than you that everything was going to work itself out Mm. something would turn that was so much bigger than me and give support to these parts And so that's the beauty of this kind of work is you're working on both ends. You're healing the past and you're healing the contraction, but you're also stepping and embodying into expansion at the same time. You're literally anchoring your identity in expansion. You're reminding yourself over and over, I'm not this part that's afraid. I'm the one who gets, who has the capacity to turn towards him or her, to turn towards this part and offer support and offer love. That's beautiful. That separation, I think, is the part that, um, like, when I finally started to, like, really get this stuff, because I had done therapy for years, um, but I didn't get this piece, that there was a separation between the me that was feeling the pain and the me that was observing and witnessing myself 
feeling the pain. And there is a, there is a me outside of that. And the me outside of that is not actually in pain. It's Mm -hmm. that's, that's the thing that's so like, it's, it's so trippy, but it's so true. Like, and, and so many of us just live with the thing right in our face of what we're feeling. And we think that that is what is. And we're, because of course it is, because how else could it be anything else? It's just like in our face and consuming us and taking this, the step to create that separation and to feel ourselves outside of it and to allow ourselves to listen to what that voice is sounding like. I love it that you, that used to think it was like your angel. Cause I do think we can have many different words around that. It could be our, our higher self, God, uh, our deeper wisdom. There's many words for that witnessing peace. And whatever, Mary, like another, like whatever, whatever you want. And so here's another paradox. You separate to actually bring closer. Mm. Mm -hmm. Because the moment that I'm no longer afraid of this part, that I'm not trying to get away from it, make it go away. Mm -hmm. I get to really embrace it. I get to really bring it home. That's actually love. That's, that's love. That's what love looks like. Yep. We, we create a little distance just so that we can bring it closer. Mm. We can bring it closer from, from this healing, loving energy. That's afraid of nothing. But for me, you know, like it's like stubbing your toe. Like when you stub your toe, you are a stub toe. Like that's the entire <laughs> experience. But it really Just is one big stubbed toe. <laughs> yeah, it really isn't. It's actually a very small aspect of what's happening in your whole system. Mm. We are wired from an evolutionary standpoint to focus on what doesn't feel good. Mm. To make that the entirety of our experience so that we can fix it. Like if, you know, like there is, there is research, like people who don't feel pain, for example, they don't live very long, like Mm. feeling pain, being aware of pain is actually a survival mechanism. Like the brain has no real concept about physical pain versus emotional pain. Pain is pain and pain tells the system something's really wrong that needs to be focused on that that needs to be addressed. And so like there is all that potential inside us like yes there is the super anxious the super angry the resentful the part that doesn't feel enough and there's also a part of us that has absolutely no doubt Mm. that is limitless that has that concept of infinite potential we just have to define where we're going to anchor our identity And our main job is to bring some of that infinity, some of that calm and peace into the part that feels really afraid or really contracted. And that's kind of what we're doing. Like we are actively, we notice the contraction and by doing that turning towards ourselves and seeing these few words, we're actively choosing and deciding to be expansion and to bring expansion to contraction and to remind contraction that mm. is possible. That makes me so happy. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love this. I love, 
I know that I'm, we have all kinds of, of people and all kinds of, of walks of life listening to this. And some people are more experienced with this than others, but to be able to really just start feeling this work, like really being in the moment and letting yourself be with this work and these feelings, it's the most satisfying your nourishing is the right word. It, it it is so nourishing to be part of this. It's like such a gift. Yeah. And and then when you do that, you know, I like to say like as you expand your nervous system, it's not just about mm-hmm. regulation. Mm-hmm. Regulation tends to keep you kind of in your comfort zone. It tends to mm-hmm. keep you at. So it's actually about like once you're safe, once you feel regulated, coming into expansion. As you expand your nervous system, what's possible for you expands. And that includes every area of your life. Like suddenly, like I mainly, I work a lot with money and I work a lot with visibility with my clients. Mm -hmm. Um, But like the amount of people who've come to me after working for a little while and they're like, Ilsa, that knee knee pain, like I've had this knee pain for 15, 20 years and it's gone. Or, you know, like I had a client come to me and be like, the craziest shit happened. I haven't spoken to my mother in almost 15 years and yesterday, out of nowhere, I picked up the phone and I called her and we had the most beautiful conversation. Like, so it's like every, or I'm having the best sex of my life with my husband. It's like, we're back to that, like, tiny bit when we got married. Mm. Like, so it's like, as we expand our nervous nervous system, our capacity for the good mm-hmm. increases, whatever that looks like for you in your life, that includes ease. That includes joy, that includes peace, that includes like tangible stuff like money, clients, visibility, conversation, support, love, intimacy, like all these, all these things. And that's the work. It's like, we're here to expand what's possible so that we can have a fuller life. Like I like to say to people, like, I'm never going to be laying on my deathbed wishing I had made more money or Mm. I had to work with more clients. I want to be on my deathbed feeling proud of me, Mm. feeling proud of who I have become. Like my work, my purpose is this, like for me, all our purpose is being ourselves to the fullest of our ability, to the fullest of our capacity in whatever way that looks like. Mm. Like, and that's the the both, right? Like that's the remembering as a child, we knew how to be ourselves. There was no shame. Right. Unless you had a very traumatic childhood. Right. For most of us, like early on, like we had no shame asking for what we wanted. We had no shame showing up as we were. We didn't think there was anything wrong with being who we were. So that's that bringing of the past and that bringing of the future in terms of, Again, that coming full circle of being the fullness of our own being, the fullness, the most authentic, the most like anchored in our own authority and following our own way, like not following anybody else's way, but following our own way. Mm, Yeah. And that's what we're made for. Mm -hmm. Like that is our greatest stewardship. Yeah. Like the universe created you because it wanted you at your fullest it didn't create you so you could look like your mother or you could look look like that other coach or you could become no it wants the fullness of you 
Mm. And, that's, and that's the depth of satisfaction for us. Exactly. Yeah. Like, I think that's why like all that external achievement, like once we have it kind of ends up being stale, like yeah. external achievement is only there to help you step more into yourself. And if you're getting there by being not yourself, then it doesn't matter how much money you're making or how much success you have. Like it's, it's not going to actually feel good because it didn't get you to show up and be you. Like that's yeah. what we want. We want to, like I said, everything wants the right to exist to the, to its fullness. We want to exist to our own fullness. Wow. I love that. I love that so much. And our fullness, each of our individual fullness is, is entirely good. I think it's one of the things that sometimes I used to get kind of like tangled up in is this idea of, um, just not understanding where, where the trueness was in like certain desires. And so some desires look like, well, maybe like, that's not like the best thing or not good for this other person or whatever. So how do I trust that? And then that leads to like, how do I actually trust like that my own self and my own like growing into myself. But what we're talking about is the, the trueness of ourselves, the fullness of the trueness of ourselves. And that is all, that is all good. And if every single person in this universe was able to like do this work and tap into that, everything would be great. <laughs> like it's the, it's the goodness of ourselves. Do you, am I making sense here? What I'm trying to say? You, yeah. I think what you're trying to say is essentially seeing all parts of ourselves, mm -hmm. even the ones that society mm -hmm we might not deem as good like you know I tell the story I was a rather I don't know if nasty is the right word but like I was a, a fierce child when I was young like <laughs> I, it, yeah like if I didn't like something you said I would steal your toy and put in my underwear <laughs> I didn't like take my thing I would bite you and I had a lot of work of outside uh -huh. versus like tamping down some of that like mm -hmm. I don't know if it was entitlement I don't know if it was boundaries like I just had that it's like like I kind of had some of that sovereignty but just in a different way and it didn't always come out good and it took me a long time to reclaim my fierceness mm. to reclaim that you know what I have a little bit of a bitchy side mm -hmm. and that bitch is welcome here too yeah like, she is spicy she is fun like she is irreverent like I love there it there's such an aliveness in her like I get to take that aliveness mm -hmm. and bring it forward in everything I do I also mm -hmm. take, get to take that fierceness and if something needs to be cut out I get to use it or a boundary needs to be set I get to use it and I think for me it's like when we start doing this work, it's like all the pieces of our of our personality, all the different parts within us become this perfect tapestry where they are moving with each other. Because I also have a part of my being that's very compassionate. 
mm. very, very loving. And so they feel like opposite, but then they get to like work with each other. And it's like this, this beautiful elixir comes out of both of them working together. Wow. So yeah, every piece of us is good and is necessary to our own embodiment of our fullness to really stepping in expansion. I I am so grateful that you explained it that way because that is exactly what I was trying to say. Because I do think that there, um, I think, I think I regularly feel really subtle resistances to things inside of me. Like maybe it's the bitch inside of me or maybe it's, you know, whatever there's, and, and there's resistances because I'm like, I don't want to look like whatever my mind has told me that looks like. I don't want to be that. I don't want to be hurtful. I don't want to, you know, be um, it, like not thinking about anybody else ever. And so my mind like shuts it all out and, and all, and all that it, it, all the pieces inside of there, there's so many strands within it and all the things that could are like for me and useful for me and needed to come out. Like you said, your spiciness, it it needed to come out and it's all just being like locked away because it takes some untangling. When we do that, we become unsafe to ourselves. Exactly. And so for me, like that's the permission piece. Hmm. Like you can give permission to everything. You can love everything. You can be tickled by everything within you, you don't <laughs> out automatically. Mm-hmm. You know, like I probably shouldn't share this story, but I'm gonna share it anyway. Like, <laughs> yes. I went, I went into this uh, spiritual retreat um, last year in Costa Rica, and I hadn't gone into retreat for a while. And everybody was talking about which teacher they work with, and you know how long they've been meditating. And that bitch was like full on. She was like. Well, <laughs> what spiritual people do they keep talking about themselves and how amazing and how awake they are. <laughs> sounds really awake and like I had like this oh my god like you're judging all these spiritual people that's not spiritual you know I had like <laughs> just like hey full permission to be here I love your bitchiness mm. I've got you we're we've got this it's gonna be it's gonna be fun going through this retreat and I just had no resistance to the bitch- bitchiness. And she just sort of like dissolved into that loving. And suddenly it's like, I was able to be with people without judging them, but still kind of have that spice in mm. that, in that, and like made some amazing connections. Wow. And so for me, it's like, that didn't mean that I had to go around and tell everybody how unawake they were because <laughs> talk about being awake you know <laughs> I didn't have to do that shit I could just meet what was coming up inside me and become totally okay with me and as I became totally okay with me I became totally okay with them wow. and then all of that because their reaction was their own fear their own right. sense of like like once we all started feeling safe with each other a lot of that silliness like dropped off and we could just actually meet in that authenticity and have an amazing experience and so yeah like that's the work the work is being okay with all of you 
so that you have the energy in all the pieces that is available to you in whatever ways you want to use them. And as long as you're making any part of you bad or wrong, you are not safe to yourself. And that's always, you can't be safe in the world if you're uh -huh. not safe within you. And you can't really do big things in the world if you don't feel safe in the world. Mm, that's so true. That's so true. And what I heard you describe when he worked through that, it, it's like, it was like a recipe. Like this, it's like this flavor got to come out of you that made you show up. Yeah, it's a little so soap. much, so much of just like, yeah, this is really all this stuff coming out in me. This is the the real me you're getting to meet that you're getting to connect with. And the real me has both. The mm -hmm. real me has a real sense of depth mm -hmm. and spirituality and compassion. And the real me has irreverence mm -hmm. and has spiciness and doesn't take like doesn't take herself and life too seriously either. Yeah. Or you, for that matter. <laughs> <laughs> like, none of this is all that serious. Like, well, <laughs> but it has both. And it's that combination that creates, like, our uniqueness. Yeah. Like, if I was for a long time, like, all I was was that sweet, compassionate, how do I become more like Mother Mary and this wasn't me, like, mm. like something really alive was missing. Mm. Like we get to be good in our own unique way. Mm. Good like somebody else. Like, <clears throat> I'm not especially Christian, but like for a long time, it was like, what would Jesus do? Mm -hmm. Or what would the divine mother do? Well, I'm not the divine mother. Like Kuan Yin, like do her thing. I will do mine and I will heal the world with my own specific kind of medicine. Yeah. My kind of medicine requires a little salt. <laughs> oh, I love <laughs> it so much. And it's so, it's so beautiful because that's, that's also what pulls the correct people to us. Mm -hmm. Like if we're pulling people to us, based on who we're not entirely, or we're just like a little staler version of ourselves. It's not, it's not like the connection we actually are craving. It's not the things we really want. So I love it because I mean, I didn't know any of these things inside of you, but now I understand as totally why I was drawn to you. <laughs> yeah. It, it just makes us all, um, uh, meld in with the people we're supposed to be with and the things that we're supposed to do. And it feels so rich. When I And I think, like, for me, you know, again, like, what's going to come out of you is going to be completely unique. Mm -hmm. But a big, a big sense for me is, like, there's so much shame. Mm -hmm. So much shame or feeling like we should be other than how we are. Mm -hmm. And that is, so, like, it's not about awakening the salt in everyone. Mm -hmm. No, like, you might not have salt you might have something completely different mm -hmm. it's about awakening like your your own unique fullness essentially and mm -hmm. releasing any level 
of shame or self-doubt or any level of feeling like you should be other than you are. When you don't feel like you should be, you should be somewhere else than where you're at and you should be other than how you are, then it's like all of that magic inside you gets to be released and gets to be used to become and do what you're really meant to become and do. Mm. But until then, we're just too busy fighting ourselves and right. fighting what is to create anything different. And I yeah. think like when we give permission, like including the things we don't like, you know, like that's the little, that's the little bit around like, shadow work like when we give permission when we give love when we give appreciation to the parts of us that we don't love they actually alchemize into something different oftentimes we only have access to the worst part of them that's how we notice them but they're more than what we're seeing Mm -hmm. like they have everything emerges whole so they have two sides to them and oftentimes just like we're wired to notice the pain we're wired to notice the ugliness And we're not wired to notice the treasure or the magic that's on the other side of whatever it is that we don't like. But until Mm. we're willing to be with what we don't like and to fall in love with it, then it opens and we have access to what's on the other side of it. And that's the stuff we get to really use. Right. Right. And that becomes just like the secret sauce to everything. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I love that so much. You know, you're at that point, you're like really okay with you. Like you see a piece of ugliness and you're like, yum. Okay. (laughs) What's on the other side of this? Like I'm excited to, to meet this part. Something felt safe enough within you to show up to the surface, to be made whole. Mm. Like it doesn't have access to its other side. It needs you to have access to its other side. Ooh, yeah. Like everything comes to the surface for your unique sovereignty to meet it so that it can relax and have access to its to its own beauty, to its own, it's like the paradox again. Yeah, it's like my, my mind always makes pictures and it's like, seeing these things like bubbling up to a surface and this whole huge like umbrella of the sovereignty you just described, like letting it be and taking it in and, and letting it morph into the beautiful thing that it was there to be. Mm -hmm. That's so cool. Yeah. It's like, it's showing up as like this mushy, weird dough thing. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of smells weird and it definitely looks weird and you get to like hold it and warm it and massage it. And suddenly it's cookies or it's a cake. <laughs> yes. It doesn't know itself as a cake yet. It right. does that through your own loving, through your own energy, through the process of hatching. Like it literally comes out of its shell as the beautiful bird that it is. Oh, wow. I love that so much. Well, this has been so full of so much good stuff and i i can't wait to like i can't wait to uh to pull out all the nuggets and like clips and show people and bring people in to hear this because this has been so so valuable thank you so much for 
for just talking through it all and bringing this all to the light. And I just love it. How can people work with you more? So what I'll do is I'll give you my Wired for Wealth mini course. Yay. Like with, and, and even if people are not interested in wealth, like it really shows you how to rewire your nervous system and train your brain and shift your biochemistry for more, like more of yourself, more in your life. And then it comes with three guided practices. So I think anybody can actually benefit from those. And then in there, you'll be able, like, once you're doing that, once you sign up for this, you'll be on my email list. I send a newsletter every week. Um, and you'll be able, I get, I have this special, it's like 55% off for new clients for one session with me, where I actually teach you the hatching process step-by-step. Step, so you know exactly what to do to bring yourself out of contraction. So that will be available to you as part of that um, mini course as well. So that would be the easiest way probably for people to kind of like step in my world. And if not, you can always put my name, like whatever name's showing up here in Facebook. And that's kind of where I play. And my profile is totally public and I share everything on there. So I love it. We'll put all the links into inside the show notes and make sure that everybody has it all. That's such a generous thing that you're offering. It's really, really cool. I'm super excited to be able to offer that to people. Well, thank you for having me. Yeah, this was this was kind of a juicy conversation. Oh, it's wonderful. I loved this. This is great. Thanks so much for being on here. I am sure that I will be reaching out to you again because this is just so much fun. I hope you got some good stuff out of that. If you like it, please share it with someone you know needs to hear it. And if you post about it on Instagram, you can tag me at Allison Joy Coaching because I always love reposting. And if you're ready to start navigating your inner world and finally make sense of your everyday realities, go get the course I built as the ultimate mapping system to beginning mindset work in the most powerfully gentle way. Go to thesensitivesoulsguide.com and use the coupon code podcast for a bigger subscriber discount. I love you so much. Talk soon.